0: That's why I think that uh, Joker is such a powerful movie, because at least I would believe that a lot of most people, or at least I did, felt some connection to the main character, that there are some aspects that we can all relate, because we've always felt like an outsider Mm. at some point in our life. We've all sort of had down times in our, like, you know, where our mood is down. Mm. And uh, maybe, like, things in life didn't, like, turn out the way we really wanted it to, Mm.
1: Welcome back to Khan Vision. It's your host with the most, Muttaki Khan. And today is the very first podcast of 2020. Today, our guest will be Ben. Ben is a nursing student and he has a lots of interesting things to share. So I hope you enjoy this one. And if you do, make sure you like and share this video. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't know why they said Obi-Wan to be Ben Kenobi that like a plot twist? Are you a Star Wars fan? I watched the most recent, uh... wait did I
0: watch the most recent one? I didn't. Although I'm like a huge Star Wars fan. Actually yeah, I went, I went to see it with my girlfriend two weeks ago. Yeah. Do you like right? that? Did I like it? Yeah. Yeah, it's alright. It's Star Wars isn't like my favorite like series or anything but
1: mm. so but, you're not like a hardcore fan of star wars no 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 yeah i knew this guy who got like all
0: of his tattoos were like star wars really yeah like two full sleeves on his fingers like everything mm. i don't know i'm not that kind of a fan but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but one uh, good movie that i did watch and i have to say it's like my favorite movie now was uh joker
1: joker yeah. have you seen that one no but a lot of my friends, they were, they've were they been telling that that's a really good movie and I should probably yeah, watch it. I watched it twice. It was yeah. that good.
0: And, and you sort of... It's one of those movies that every single time you watch it, you sort of... Uh, Unveal un- or reveal. Yeah. Like, new things get revealed, things that you didn't, like... Noticed previously and, and, and this sort of thing. And um, first, I went to go see it with one of my friends. And first, I was like, nah, nah, it's going to be one of those other, like superhero movies like i'm not Mm. like interested in those anymore like they were cool like early when you were 13 or 14 years old (laughs) (laughs) and then uh i watched it and i was just like like my whole mind was blown i was like this is like one of the best movies i've seen like in such a long time so then i couldn't stop thinking
1: about it so i went and watched it with my girlfriend again Mm. What do you think what do you find more most entertaining in the movies is it the story or is it like some people like the actions and yeah. and unrealistic stuff yeah CGI For or-
0: me I think what makes a good movie is like it has the capacity to make you feel something Yeah I think a lot of movies these days like they're just trying to like you said like it's just about the action or it's just about having a happy ending or something like that but if there's a movie where... we are not talking about the time I happy ending. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just to make it clear. <laughs> so, like, movie, like happy endings. But, you know, if, if a movie ends tragically or if a movie sort of makes you walk out of the cinema sort of like, oh. Yeah. Kind of like feeling like that. That's what I think is a good movie because not all stories... You know, have to be always like ending well or anything like that. So mm. if it can make you feel
1: really something, it's it's you know like Do real. You, I like find emotions. I I find it kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Unsettling, unresting. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like, and <sighs> and that's what I mean. Like that's what I
0: think it is what like actually makes a really good movie. Mm. It makes you feel that like uncomfort. You know. And I remember there was this one almost part like of it, the. The feel
1: good after you puke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But there's there's this one, po- I'm not going to do any spoilers or anything, mm. but there was this one section in the Joker and, you know, something had happened and with the character, it's, it's about his journey. He has some mental health problems and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, he had been sort of going through this thing and then it didn't end up being true mm. because his mental health had sort of made him to believe something. Mm. And once that was revealed, I remember the first time I watched that, my entire face just went numb. Just Mm. like the cinematic sort of um, techniques they were using with the the music and everything was just Mm. so like
1: dawning, you know? It was just like, I felt numb in my face. Just like, oh my God. (laughs) And especially because you are a nurse or studying to become a nurse, so you can see the mental health and you understand it probably from... You know, from your studies as well. Yeah, yeah. You and have, ab- a, I would say, deeper understanding than uh, average Joe. Yeah, definitely. And I definitely, at first, uh, when I
0: started, we did a course in mental health. And then uh, we, um, I did like a Tuoharattalo. I did uh, six weeks working in uh, Omakot. Oh, it's like a supported home for mm. people who are having... Tuoharattalo is um, uh, in- like internship. internship? Yeah, yeah, internship. And he, uh, and... It was very challenging for me in the beginning to Mm -hmm. sort of like understand uh, mental health because I've I've gone through like hard times in my life and stuff like that. And it's just like, well, you just, you know, just go, go like just man up, man up and do it. And then, you know, uh, then when you read about it and you're actually working with these people, it was just really um, eye opening for me to really understand truly like mental health in a much deeper level. Mm. I'm not an expert at all Mm. in this, but it's, I'm just glad that I sort of, uh, have some insights a little bit more deeper than average Joe. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's really good thing just to sort of apply in sort of normal day to day, because, Mm. you know, you might walk down the road and be like, oh, who's this like freak or whatever. Mm. But then, you know, my more natural reaction now is like, okay, like, like, what's going
1: on like mm. there might there's definitely there's the things that we don't understand here. and yeah. and it's hard to understand and also like if i cut you and i cut <laughs> similar uh, have like a similar kind of a cut then we can kind of i can feel it uh, i was like oh it's a cut you know yeah, yeah. and you know it, it's a cut there is nothing to it but mental health cuts or mental cuts that we get they're so different because it it has to do with your brain how how you receive the thing because you know like uh, this sitting can be very intimidating for someone but then it can be very relaxing to other people so you know although the outside world is affecting or or or, you know going about in a certain motion Mm. but the one who is in the right might feel like oh this is very fast you know yeah yeah, yeah. so it's very hard to like comprehend especially like Myself as well, like you said, like I never, I wouldn't say that I had like a serious depression. I I do have like depression every now and then. FOMO is something that I feel quite a lot, you know, Mm. fear of missing out. You know, like the grass is greener on the other side. And and those feels very terrible, although nothing happens. And you feel like lying in your bed and like not getting up and just want to sleep and eat and sleep. And sometimes you lose the appetite as well. We all, I think, and as well, that's why I think that uh,
0: Joker is such a powerful movie because at least I would believe that a lot of most people, or at least I did, felt some connection to the main character, that there are some aspects that we can all relate. Because we've always felt like an outsider Mm. at some point in our life. We've all sort of had down times in our, like, you know, where our mood is down. Mm. And uh, maybe like things in life didn't like turn out the way we really wanted it to. Mm. And that's why I think that uh, it's, like, such a powerful movie in that sense. Mm. And I, I think, you know... Because it, it has also
1: been a bit of a controversial movie. Mm. Uh, how so, like, controversial? Like, how did some people get upset with it? Or I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, I think it was
0: really, like, insightful, definitely. Mm. And I should... maybe it was just sort of like... Um, it hit too close to home for some people. Mm. So they kind of like just blocked it like completely out like no this is a bad movie like
1: and i totally get it because sometimes we do we behave in a certain way just to shield ourselves from the negative yeah. emotions or yeah. to facing the ego gets hurt sometimes yeah definitely you know? definitely like That's... there there have been times that i get my ego gets hurt for for a very weird things and I'm kind of ashamed of myself. Like, yeah. well, why, why do I take it so personally? Mm-hmm. But about movies, I don't watch that much movies, which is right. weird because I do a lot of content creation and I do film yeah. um, you know, videos, vlogs, and try to get into documentaries. I love filming and I love storytelling and, and visual things. The thing is about movie, I, I'm such a, a workaholic mm. uh, that... I feel like I'm wasting time or playing games, you know. I feel like nothing is happening in Mm. the real world. I could use this time to read or learn something about editing or or anything, you know, that might help me.
0: Definitely. But sometimes I think you, like, need downtime. And you need to, like, take a break from big projects and stuff like that. Because it is good for your health. Otherwise, you might end up burning yourself out. Yeah. Like, I just took a... Step back from this project that I've been working mm-hmm. on. I took like two months just like, don't want to think about
1: it. You know, I'm just going to put it to the side. I'm just but gonna, it's like. it's very hard to not think about it. I know. It's yeah. very hard. Like, I went to UK end of last year, 2019. Mm. And uh, I went to see family and friends. And I have a friend of mine who was like advising me a little bit about my projects and, yeah. you know, uh, telling his own opinions but most of the time i was just sleeping eating and yeah. sleeping yeah and it's uk the water tastes horrible yeah, sorry yeah. guys <laughs> uh, but finnish water is so much better yeah. you know like we are really privileged to have amazing Definitely, water yeah. um and i was like yeah i'm just gonna edit but then yeah i was just sleeping yeah i yeah. uh, missing well, out <laughs> on yeah. uk well, you should you should listen <laughs>
0: listen to your body and sometimes you just need to leave your normal environment to be able to sort of give yourself a chance to sort to Mm -hmm. like take take that break for sure and then when you do take that break and you come back you have a fresh mind Mm. like for me the biggest thing when i took that two-month break i also went on holiday with my girlfriend to thailand Mm. i came back and i was just like all right okay just take it back to the basics you Mm -hmm. know like let's let's go back to the beginning i was thinking way too far ahead too soon and it's like okay this is maybe the vision and the accomplishments I should be getting in a
1: five-year period of time. But what's the first thing that I need to do? And that's, it's like, That's the okay. crucial question exactly. that we should ask ourselves that how to zoom in and zoom out yeah, yeah. at the right
0: time. So there's always that end vision. And it's so easy always to have your mind on that end vision. Mm. But you have to be setting these small goals along the way that is sort of, there's a constructive sort of meaning to the things that you do that will then alter, like end up achieving that end vision.
1: You said it meaning and ask the question why. There is a book about it. I forgot the author's name yeah. the ask, asked the question why or ask the why or something like that. Why are we doing something? What does it mean to us? You know, yeah. and we were talking just before we started this podcast that what does it mean to me? Because, you know, like I do have 300 subscribers from zero in yeah. one year for, for ConVision and that's pretty good that's almost like one a day (laughs) day. well it yeah like i'm really proud of that Mm -hmm. my uh, accomplishment because i never thought that i could have taken this so far yeah at the same time the business world is very brutal right because 300 ain't nothing i ain't gonna get any sponsorship or anything like that yeah uh so the question is what if am i wasting my time Mm -hmm. what is what's the worth mm-hmm. and what i why am i doing this what what do i want to achieve right. and you know like having very honest conversation with yourself mm-hmm. i think with the males we part of us is like greatness we want to do things that are yeah. great yeah, leave yeah. a legacy you mm-hmm. know so yeah. we feel like we have existed and mattered in this world i yeah. think it comes from there yeah yeah it's definitely it,
0: it's definitely like a really uh cultural thing I think it also it's also not just like certain cultures but every culture sort of has this for my understanding at least like Mm. every they're always everybody wants to leave their mark but it's pretty narrow-minded when
1: you then consider like truly how small we are yeah and it's kind of a shallow in a way but then I think the key is and I might be wrong to find multiple things that you like multiple reasons and one of the reasons Mm. is like okay I leave a documentation behind about mm. my life to my kids and my grandkids and they get to know mm. who their forefather were yeah what kind of a person he was and also when i'm old i can just you know when nobody wants to see me so i yeah. can just sit down and watch youtube yeah <laughs> but the other, other other thing i think is like
0: i mean as long as you're doing doing something relatively productive or interesting you're not really wasting your time exactly one of my uh like the first uh, mentors I ever had, he was my Muay Thai coach in back in Australia. Oh, I did Muay Thai as well. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Uh, I was training for seven, about seven, eight years, like proper every. Like in five. Thailand? No, in Australia. Australia. But I also yeah. went to Thailand two times for training camps. Yeah, They're brutal there. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I just watch their training to get motivated mm. <laughs> but anyway yeah. carry on and he uh one i remember one time because i mean i am finished i'm a finished citizen and you know we have our military service here mm. and we were uh on on a road trip and you know i was just saying like okay like do i just finished my first degree in australia mm. and do i stay here and work and do my Job, get a mm. house, get a wife. You know, like live that sort of normal. Just thing. get
1: the wife from the shelf. Ah, oh, this
0: one. <laughs> <be fine. laughs> or like what, whatever, like whatever yeah. you're into, and uh, then, or like, should I go to the army? Because, you know, I was getting the letter every year from the Finnish military. And then he was like... Press the snooze button. Maybe next year. Yeah. (laughs) And I I was basically pressing the snooze button because, I mean, Mm. I had to finish my studies. And then the studies ended. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do now? And he just turns to me and goes, man, you know, when you're old and you're on your rocking chair and there's your grandchildren sitting on the floor, like, do you want to be the guy who always has an interesting story to tell? Mm. Or do you want to be the one who says, like, no, you work hard at school you go to university you do your job and you work you grind and you make your money and you get a house and and you you Mm. know like is it is it about like living your life or Mm. sort of i mean and of course Mm. you everyone needs to like sort of decide what is best for them and what's Mm. best for Mm. their families but you know you just put it in such a good way that like do i want to like live a life with many rich experiences and Mm. sort of grow as a human being Mm. or do I want to sort of grind and be that supportive Mm. sort of person? And I thought like, well, fuck it. I'll go, you know, Mm -hmm. then I moved here and, 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 uh, just like all right signed up and and then i came here and i stayed for a year and really enjoyed how it. long
1: did you do your mil- military service i did the full year full year because I, I
0: made the conscious decision like i'm gonna come here because i had the option not to go so mm. i just thought like may as well come here and yeah and seriously. i
1: i totally agree with you if you're doing it then just go all in and get all the experiences you can get yeah. out of it and you know leadership training although i haven't been i've, I've been only for six months yeah um uh, Part of the reason is because my parents, they wanted me to move on with my studies, you know, the Mm -hmm. safe life, like you said, like, oh, you know, just get a degree and, you know, get a house, get a wife, blah, blah, blah. Um, But you were saying about the grind. Mm -hmm. I think the true grind. or there is many forms of the grind, but you also grind, you know, but in a different way. You just grind with waves that are very uncertain, but then you get to see the views that are, that most of the people can't you know when you when you go as australian you know about the surfing mm. everyone surfs there right <laughs> <laughs> so uh you get to see the horizons when you go to those big waves you don't know whether you can handle it or not you're just wobbling and just yeah. going there but but the guys who never take the chances never take the risks yeah and i'm not saying that you have to do there is different kinds of risks in yeah. life you know so those who don't take any chances, they don't get to see the views. And yeah uh, I I, I feel like that's how it is in life. Yeah, definitely. It's that's totally true. About the army. So whenever you say in abroad, yeah. I remember like I go to UK every now and then. Yeah. And whenever like there is a a mentor of mine and an uncle of mine and he's Mm. he used to be he's a legend in many things Mm. but he started like a Muslim scout thing as well. And he is always very impressed about my you know the fact that I went to an army because it's yeah. not a very normal thing in many mm. part of the world uh, so he very he speaks of the army experience very highly yeah and yeah. I'm like yeah. <clears throat> you know I feel like oh yeah well <laughs> it doesn't feel like that because yeah. I've been there mm. and I know what it is and I'm not saying that it's it's not a good experience. I'm just saying that we have, An idea of like army man being very like you know yes sir disciplined Disciplined and 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 whatnot and and then you go to Finnish army where everyone has to go so not everyone is like yes sir there are people like that you know top-notch and then there are people like me (laughs) but and I think like a really good thing about the fact that
0: everybody needs to go to the army in, Mm. in Finland is that you literally work with the entire spectrum of the capacity of what a human being can be like you'll you'll meet some of the smartest people Mm. you know and then you'll also meet some of the dumbest people yeah and you learn how to sort of like live and work with with them and then you sort of you know even if you didn't connect
1: and the brotherhood is different yeah 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 yeah. the bond is different just and there's a lot of people, like you said, you would never like hang out with them, not mm. anything necessarily wrong with them. It's just you're not into the things that they are into yeah. Yeah. or the personalities or whatever. But it's just because you've been sleeping in the same room for, for a long time, you feel like, ah, oh, that's my homeboy, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. My, that's my guy. And yeah, and yeah it's, it's amazing experience.
0: Yeah. But it was, yeah, I, I, really, I really enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm always sort of like... Sometimes my friends are going to do their, like, uh, catch-up training.
1: You know, you, I've people... been there three times. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I actually signed up for... To be an uh, active volunteer okay. to, for trainings. Because, yeah. you know, the, my philosophy is like, hey, you don't get to wake up every day and have a gun and, and dress <laughs> up like an army guy and yeah, do, yeah. like, army stuff. Yeah. So every opportunity I get... I try to be there because it, it's hard things, and it's 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 a grind. Yeah, it annoys you when you're like five days without shower in the yeah. in the forest. But once you come back from there, mm. everything, all the nonsense, you know. Yeah. All the things, all the noise kind of goes down it and you're like, hey, does. I think I have pretty good. I have shower and I have food and yeah, exactly. clean clothes. Exactly. So I feel and good. <laughs> you know? Like
0: All those small problems. And I, I totally agree when you're out in the forest for like five days straight and, you know, it's cold and you're hungry and, you know, you can barely tie your shoes. You just you're just so surviving. You're just surviving, you know, and then you come back to your like nice apartment and mm. you just, you're bed is like softer smell the and, incense and, yeah, and exactly. you know, everything and, like your coffee's tasting better and yeah. it's like so like the shower it's just like privilege to have a shower you know and like I I mean I uh, was sort after the army uh, I went back to Australia had I then had to move back here because mm. of some circumstances and uh, and I was sort of like longing that sort of being outside all the time and, mm. and sort of... Surviving, you know, Mm. so I got my hunting license Mm. and now I'm going maybe like three four times a year for like big sort of, you know, two three Day trips just like being outside
1: hunting elks or Uh, at the moment. I'm just hunting birds birds. Yeah Yeah, yeah. so so you eat them or yeah, 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 so we hunt them and then we what kind of birds
0: so it's like the uh, forest chickens Mm. So, I mean, if you know, like... The uh,
1: big ones. They're pretty big, right? Yeah, kind of like turkeys. Yeah, turkey. Yeah, it's not a turkey, but yeah. it's like a turkey kind of... Delicious? Animal. Yeah, they taste good, definitely. So, how would you
0: prepare one? Uh, well, you can just, like, cut the breast off and just, like, sear it. So, wild birds are not like chicken. Yeah, because, they're I mean, a chicken, bit harder, aren't they? Yeah, it's, like, gamey. They taste wild, you yeah. know? Uh, but, I mean, I've done everything from, like, slow cooking or then just, like... um. Making some like pasta dish with mm. with
1: like the with the breast, so it's yeah really how 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 much like we need to talk about the hunting thing because i'm right. I would like to get yeah. into that as well because yeah, yeah. it's kind of a manly thing, you know we, right. we, like men used to hunt for yeah. a very long time yeah. in history, it's really cool, but I doubt they'll give me because I'm Muslim and you know I have been uh, but in uh, Finland, I, will, I probably yeah. in Finland I will I get mean, it yeah you, you could like i I made my like I made myself go through the uh new york's like border borders you know yeah so i think i'm cool i'm okay yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah you so, just gotta go like <clears throat> so either you do
0: like a one week course mm. uh or was it like you have like three classes and mm. then you do the exam or then you just like get the textbook and go do the exam mm. uh, my girlfriend for my birthday present two years ago mm. bought both of us like the classes and then like paid for the exam as well so wow cool we learned from like a professional like a real and he's like a a ecologist like a guy who's taking care of the forest Mm. and sort of not a biologist but the guy who's taking care of the ecosystems and stuff like that so
1: and that needs to be done to keep the population down otherwise it will mess up the ratio of the prey and predators yeah definitely there's not
0: that many like predators in finland i mean there's like foxes there's and there's bears
1: and there's wolves, mm-hmm. but even like with the bears and wolves, there's not that many. Mm. But it will increase if yeah, you don't definitely. keep the, uh, the birds and, and the preys in,
0: in check. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, with birds and stuff, you know, they're, they're, every animal is playing a certain role in the ecosystem and if mm-hmm. the population is getting too high, mm-hmm. it, it might sort of ruin the landscape in some mm-hmm. sort of way. Or, you know, uh, for example, like, rabbits are digging holes. Mm. And, I mean, these birds as well are digging holes. Mm. So, you could imagine, you know, if we're not hunting at all, Mm. and there's, like, just huge populations of rabbits and Mm. birds and these animals who are borrowing, it's basically going to ruin the forest. Mm. And then they're going to destroy their own homes. Mm. And, you know, um, then there's not going to be, like, enough food to go around and stuff like that.
1: Well, it's not what the, you know, the vegans... They don't see eye to eye with this, yeah. but then I, we can agree to disagree. Yeah. But hey, let's go back to the point okay. that how did we meet up basically? Yeah. So s- when I don't remember what month it was, it was like about six months ago-ish. About six months ago,
0: at the ship startup festival.
1: Yeah, yeah. it was cool. You know how yeah. I got myself into that? No idea. So you know the Daniel who the the Latino guy who was... Yeah. T- shout out to Daniel, um he was he we connected through instagram mm. he was just checking my podcast and mm-hmm. he liked them and then you know he was like hey i have a similar kind of visions and stuff you know like hey we need to meet up then i was like no he said like i have similar kind of visions that you have then i was like then we need to meet up my friend and yeah. then we got together and i i got myself introduced to different people you know he has some uh, friends who do rapping like in in spanish and portuguese okay you yeah, know. Yeah. so you know it was amazing and he was like having a phone call in this very house we yeah. were cooking and you know like planning some videos and whatnot nice and then he was like hey do you want to come and have like a live podcast in a shipstarter festival in kotka like before that i didn't know anything yeah. about ship festival then i was like you know what I would really love to do that. And he's like, okay, cool. I'll hook you up and let's stay in touch. So after that, I just came there and it was an amazing experience to see people who grind, you know, with their own projects. Mm. Yes, I'm not like having a similar kind of business like many of the, uh, you know, participants had. But, you know, to see people passionate and work on their projects and obsession almost like, it was amazing. yeah. So, I mean, I was one of the, uh, participants, competitors, like, like,
0: uh, participants in, in that, in that, uh, and also top
1: 10 or something. Yeah. And I was lucky
0: enough to get in the top 10. I was like totally shocked because I just had an idea Mm. and it was just still basically in the, and it still is also in the conceptualization stage, Mm. but there was other startups who are already having customers. They already have money and all that sort of stuff. So when they announced that I was in the top 10, I was like. Like, I don't even know what I'm going to do with this money if I were to win. But, like, sure, mm. I'll take it, you know. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that was, like, it's... I only got introduced to the startup scene about exactly a year ago.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I have to say that because I was doing different stuff. I was, like, part of the volunteer's crew, yeah. kind of. So, but uh, my job was to have the... Uh, interview that we had and and it's on youtube you guys check it out i'll leave the link below but i have to say because i did get time to watch the pitch yeah and you know i remember when you came to the stage yeah there was a different energy right and i was like I don't know why, but I felt like take my money or like, <laughs> I felt like, okay, this here is a leader that I want to yeah. follow. Here is a guy that I want right. to be friends with. Here's a guy that I trust, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and it, I, I did see some of the master classes, and mm-hmm. that's what the investors were saying that what we look for is not perfect idea all the time because, yeah. you know, the idea might, you know, you might have. of the idea and someone brings 10 another guy brings tens, and then you have like the team and it goes on and he said like we're looking for the right people to work with as well you know people who take responsibility and have the leadership skills Mm. have the skills to work as a group and take it further and you know I saw all of those things like in you Mm -hmm. and I was like I didn't (laughs) understand anything that you said (laughs) the business was kind of complicated for me but I did get some of it Mm. but uh, like I'm not professional enough to even yeah. ask the right questions right okay. but i was like i don't know but i have a feeling that this is gonna go well <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, that's yeah. that was like the hunch that i got yeah yeah because i yeah, yeah because it
0: was an after party and you basically came to introduce yourself and yeah and we just basically ended up hanging out like the, the rest of the evening yeah it was yeah. really cool so that was that was fun and it was really like really fun uh i remember if it was like a weekend or weekdays or whatever but anyways mm. it was really really fun just to like Hang out. And I think the biggest thing is like hanging out with like-minded people. Mm. And I think it's really important because I think we have the capacity to sort of, um, to an extent, especially in Finland, Mm. we have the privilege of controlling our environment and we get to choose what kind of people we're hanging out with. And I've sort of came to realize, like I said, like this time last year, that you kind of need to be around the people that you want to be like. Yeah. So if you want to be like a scientist, well, you got to hang out with scientists. Mm. Or if you want to be a business owner, entrepreneur, you should probably take the time and effort to go and meet and make friends with people who have started their own business and are entrepreneurs. Because the thing is, when you have that support network, you know, that's what's really going to make you grow And if you have a question that needs to be answered, it's just like, okay, well, I'll just call my friend and they can help me sort of guide me to the next level or whatever. Or Mm. do you know an investor that I need? Like, do you know any investors? You know, you just send like messages to everybody
1: and and then it's sort of like building that support network. Support network is so important. Like there is a saying that you're an average of the five closest people that you hang around with. Yeah. So are these people grinders what Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that they have to necessarily have a business but they need to have something that they're working on to me for example when i when i like i find myself uh enjoying being around people who have ambition and Mm -hmm. and they're working on something and i and then the way I like what I try to do is I try to bring some values. I was like, okay, fine. You want to do that? Okay, cool. Yeah. If you need any kind of video material or f- photo shoots or anything, you know, let me know.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm, I'm willing to do that for free. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not doing anything, nothing is free. Mm. You know, I was like talking to a friend of mine yesterday and he, asking him why doesn't he like do YouTube? And he's like, I don't have enough time to film and edit. Yeah. And I was like, why don't you go to a school editing mm. school and ask someone to do that or you know start a business with them and he, he said like yeah but people don't want to do anything for free then i said that's not free yeah you know me doing video material right yeah. now is not free because mm. i'm learning experience i'm learning you know things from you yeah and you know the whole experience i'm having a good time this is not free and this is yeah. not guaranteed but i think we're so entitled i think for me at least this sort of like uh
0: better work ethic didn't come until about my mid-20s where i sort of started to realize that like uh you know i should put more time into sort of showing that i'm working hard or something because when i was in high school like i was just like getting by and with my first degree Mm. as well, I was just like getting by doing the bare minimum, you Mm. know, and, and sort of focusing on other aspects of my life. What changed you? How how did you find your work ethic? Honestly, like the big, okay. So one part that changed me was actually going to military, Mm. uh, because it taught me so much about responsibility and just sort of like keeping your shit together, Mm. keeping shit clean, uh, you know, routines. keeping things organized, like this sort of thing. And I, that kind of stuck with me. And, uh, after that, you know, you know, just constantly going through failures in your life and then just sort of reflecting back and thinking like, okay, like this has happened because this has happened. And then you can sort of like take it, back, sense of it you know? Mm-hmm. And basically what happened to me was, uh, I lived in Australia and I lived in Australia for 14 years altogether. I lived in Hong Kong two years in between there and uh, graduated from university, Mm. or it was a a college, uh, uh, in public health and sport and also in education. And then I came to the Finnish military Mm. and I came back to Australia and I tried to get my uh, citizenship and Due to the selection of my studies and the college that I went into, uh, my application basically got rejected mm. and I got two weeks notice to leave the country. Wow. So I had my ex-girlfriend living there. I had my hobbies, you know, Your was, life. Yeah, my entire life. I just had to pack everything. And, and then in two weeks I, I left and then I came here and thankfully, you know, my, I have family here and my mom and dad are living in. Ampere, which is about two hours north from Helsinki, and, uh, you know, the first week or two, I was just, like, sitting on my bed thinking, like, shit, everything that I had worked for in the last, like, teenage, you know, the entire 10-year period, 15-year period, you know, everything that I had sort of been aiming for in my life was, like,
1: taken away from me you what happened after that when you know you just realized that i've spent a big portion of my life obviously it's nothing now that you look back at your yeah. life because you know i remember when i was like 20 21 i was like oh i'm old i need to get do all these things yeah. and yeah. if things don't go according to the plan it might it, it, it's very depressing yeah so how did you what happened next well, then, you know, uh, I just sort of accepted the fact
0: that like, okay, well, I can't live in the country where I sort of had envisioned and worked to live in for mm. my life. So I basically just had to reevaluate my life and think, okay, well, what's the first thing that I need to do? So I went and got a job, you know, and luckily I my finish was not so that good. good. So I was really lucky to actually even get a job. Like, mm. so easily in the first place, it only took me about two or three weeks. It's the good looks that you have. And okay. the Aussie, Aussie accent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then I, I was working for a month. and uh, Sorry, I, I was working. And then after a month, I met my girlfriend. And she was a hairdresser in, in Tampere as well. We met through Tinder. I think this is one of the, the rare stories where, like, relationships, like, really came from like, Is it, Tinder? though? Is it, though? I think I, I don't, actually actually now when you say it actually a lot of couples that I do meet do meet over Tinder.
1: People are so like this is slightly a off tangent. Yeah. People are you know people don't meet each other the way we used to back in yeah. the days. And yeah. people don't even go to talk to people like we used to in you know, the back in mm-hmm. the days like in our parents age, you know, people would it would be normal to like, hey, my name is, yeah. you know, so-and-so, nice to meet you. Mm. But now it's like, hey, my name is so-and-so. It's oh, like, yeah, so what? Yeah, what exactly. you want, you know? Yeah, weirdo. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> but if weird you text you them through, you know, an app, then yeah. it's like well, you're you're, okay. you're more safe behind the screen
0: and you can mm. sort of create, you can construct what you want that person to think. of mm. You, like, you can create a kind of character when you're behind a, a screen because you can sort of like, rewrite and delete and edit whatever you're going to send to that
1: person Mm. but uh, that's that's why we have the catfish it was (laughs) it was really funny because i was you know i was making my cv and i showed to my colleague Mm. and she was like you're catfishing you don't look like that yeah. <laughs> but anyway yeah. you were talking about so you met your girlfriend yeah and i was working and then you
0: know i was just talking to my family members and and they're like well because i had also studied education in in sydney and basically the reason why i didn't get my my uh my citizenship was because the place where i had studied it did not meet the criteria for international students to work as teachers in Australia. Mm. Because the standard that they hold for international teachers is much higher Mm. than that of domestic teachers. Mm. And it was like something to do with the education where I didn't meet a certain criteria. And it was to do with how many days was I actually working in a high school. Mm. And I missed it by five days. Literally five days. So I studied an entire year to get my diploma in education. And basically, they had failed to sort of provide a good enough degree for international students to get a job in Australia. And because, you know, I'm a Finnish citizen and I had even lived there with my family for 14 years, it didn't matter because I was always under an international student visa mm. so they considered me to be an interna- uh, uh, international
1: teacher mm. although you lived like most of your life there yeah and it, even when i like
0: walk around uh, in finland and stuff they're like hey then the australian guy you know about mm. like whatever <laughs> and uh but anyways back to mm. like more recently um so i was speaking with my family about like okay so like what are my options now yeah. how am i gonna like live my life i can't go back there and then they were just like well then Go back to school, yeah. like go re-educate yourself and all that sort of stuff. So I went online to see like what kind of English degree programs they have mm. in in Finland. And I found, you know, there's business and IT and nursing and all this sort of stuff. And I already yeah. had a background in healthcare. And I thought, well, you know, I do want to work in healthcare. So why don't I just like deepen my studies and go study nursing? Um, because I do envision myself working in, in that field one way or another mm. in the future. So I applied to Metropolitan University, applied science to the mm. nursing, uh, to the nursing faculty. And, and luckily like you, they accepted me and I went there and everything went like so smoothly, you know, mm. I went there, did the application exams, got accepted like mm. straight off the bat. I know a lot of people redo exams like two, three times before they get accepted in. Mm. And basically once I, well, even before I was into that process with my girlfriend, I basically said like, well, you know, uh, I'm going to move to Helsinki. <laughs> you either come with me or you don't. Mm. And luckily she decided that she would come with me. And she mm. also applied to school. And same thing for her. Everything went super smoothly. She got into to exactly the degree she wanted to, to uh, get into. So in 2000, and when was it? 2017, we moved to, yeah, mm. we moved to, to uh, Helsinki. Been living here and having a good life. And you know, now I've been studying uh nursing and had really great experience. I find it really interesting. Been working in a lot of different hospitals and stuff mm. like that, learning a lot. And uh then last year we had a and this is now like where everything's I completely changed my perspective with what I'm studying and how I sort of envision myself in the future. Um, we had one class, which was management and entrepreneurship. Mm. Uh, and of course, as, as someone who's studying nursing, you're a little bit like, okay, how is this? Okay, I understand the management part, but like entrepreneurship, don't really get it. Uh, and we went there and it was a pretty short course, but uh, we went there and the teacher had an assignment for us, which was like, okay, you need to think of like an innovation startup. or a yeah. startup business like um, Mm. of course you don't need to start it but just like get those like juices flowing Mm. to start thinking in an innovative way about how we Mm. can solve or improve some of the things yeah some challenges yeah create a market
1: almost yeah Yeah, yeah. and it was a group
0: assignment so i did that with some of my like classmates and i really enjoyed it Mm. and then i like just emailed the teacher and i was like hey like i really dig this and Mm. i just got another idea like just in my spare time so i'm going to do this assignment twice Mm.
1: and he was like cool like Mm. go ahead i bet you got five out of five yeah yeah. (laughs) of course the the teacher is like okay what's wrong with you (laughs) Yeah. yeah
0: and uh basically um he gave us sort of like a carrot and he was like this assignment that you're doing you can send in the assignment is the same Uh, structure as an application Mm. to get into this uh, accelerator program called Cambridge Venture Camp it's organized by Laura Entrepreneurship Society Mm. and he was like uh, you can send your assignment basically straight to them word for word Mm. that's the application and if you get in you get free flights to Cambridge you go there learn about the startup scene in in Helsinki and Finland and all this sort of stuff and I was just like All right, like challenge accepted. So Mm. I I sent my uh, business plan to them and luckily got in. And then we basically spent one week in Helsinki learning about the startup scene here, all the different startup hubs and and all that sort of stuff. Learning about pitching, uh, visual sort of parts of like, Mm. you know, your PowerPoint when you're pitching and and learning, you know, meeting different sort of inspirational people in the scene and stuff Mm. like that. And then we went to Cambridge to meet like investors and do some like business development stuff and mm. all that sort of thing. So like, that was like super cool. And, you know, with my, uh, business plan, I should probably say like what my business plan is because I'm yeah. we speaking a lot about so it. So
1: d- did you like come up with your business plan through, um, through this assi- assignment? Yeah, basically.
0: Yeah. So basically it's, it's quite an easy concept, uh, And it's not like a completely new thing, but it is something that is lacking in uh, Finland and a lot of countries that have rural areas. Mm. So basically, uh, it's a healthcare providing service for people with kidney disease. Okay. So people who have kidney disease need to go through a treatment called... There's three few different kinds of options for treatment, but the most used one is called hemodialysis. Okay. And basically what that is, is it's a machine Mm. and it takes your blood... Filters and cleans your blood and then puts it back into mm. your body. Some people have it so hard in life, man. Yeah, so mm. you know when your kidneys stop working, you have basically three options: you go through treatment, you get a kidney transplant, and we all know there's a
1: huge line for that. Mm. Or then the third option is you die. And it doesn't even work all the time. The no transplant, even if you get one, you yeah. might. You have to be luck- lucky, and then. If the kidney doesn't, if the body doesn't like kind of sink with it and rejects it. So, it's it's really really complicated. So, basically... So, if you're having a hard day, just remember that (laughs) you have two kidneys and you can buy two iPhones with them. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. And
0: um, basically, these people need to go get treatments three or four times a week Mm. and it lasts four hours. So, they're dedicating 12 to 16 hours a week. To being strapped up to this machine to stay
1: alive, and imagine like how how they really feel. Like this yeah. is just the things that we can see. That okay, yeah. he has to be in this machine for four hours in this yeah. amount of time. But how does it feel that your blood goes and comes back? Exactly. I bet it's not like having yeah. a chocolate or something. Well,
0: it's it's like you know they're they're trapped. Yeah. They're trapped because they have to dedicate so much time to sort of dealing with this illness. Mm. So basically what my, my business does is it's making this service more accessible for these people. Because some people need to travel an hour, mm. an hour and a half, two hours to the closest hospital or clinic that has these services, right? Mm-hmm. So it's four hours plus, let's say, one hour there plus another hour back. And it is a very, like, exhausting procedure. Of so course. you need to take another two hours of break. So that's an entire day. Mm. That's like half of your life dedicated to treatment.
1: Mm.
0: So basically easy concept. You take the hemodialysis machine and you build a, either a, uh, bus clinic,
1: Mm.
0: right? Really simple. Or then you have like an ambulance vehicle with one machine in it. Mm. So it's basically to do with customizing vehicles that can then host these uh, patients and these machines to get the treatment inside. Mm. And it's, Beneficial for people who are living in rural areas. Mm. People in central or northern Finland might Mm. travel, like I said, one hour, one and a half hours, just to get just to to see the doctor three or four times a week. Mm. So why can't we just take those machines closer to them? So it provides more freedom in their life Mm. to sort of. so they can sort of focus more on things that they want to do mm. rather than traveling and treatment mm. and the other people who would benefit from this would be the elderly who are living in supported care who mm. require this treatment, the process to get them to the hospital or the closest clinic is really mm. complicated from the bed, wheelchair, take them outside into the taxi. the taxi takes them in there, straps it up. You get the gist, mm. go there, get the treatment block, go back. So why can't we just take like an ambulance vehicle, Take it to the front of the, uh, like, retirement home.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, wheel them into the vehicle. We get the treatment there. Mm. You know, that's it's pretty basic concept. Mm. Um, and people have been really interested in this. Mm. Uh, and it's, I think, part of that reason is because there's a lot of pain points mm. to this. And it's just sort of, like, being sympathetic to their... Uh, condition and the illness that they're sort of mm.
1: facing. So that's basically the business in a in a nutshell. Mm. So you came up with this in in your second like assignment. Yeah, you really did that assignment, and you came up with this concept. So what happened after that? So we you, you haven't yeah. told me how how did we get into the. Kotka, shift startup festival. Oh, right. So, yeah. yeah. So, I went
0: to Cambridge and uh, they had a pitching competition in the end. I was in the top three. Yeah. I think I was second place Mm. or something. But, anyways, top three. Mm. Uh, And then also, they promised that they would provide us tickets to ship startup festival Mm. and then also shift startup festival and potentially go to Slush as well. Mm. So, basically, yeah. uh, we went to with my business idea, you know, fixed it up a little bit and all this sort of stuff. So then I was basically representing Laura ES at Ship Festival mm. as one of their like startups mm. and went there, pitched against fifty other mm. like startups who are far far more like developed than me because mine's just an idea mm. and uh, somehow ended up in the top ten and yeah. Great! It was really great time and it was
1: good fun. What happened there. like after that? What happened after Sheep a Festival? I, yeah. I came back. I started to. I got the juice and the yeah. grind from them. I was like, yeah. "Hey, I need to do more." Mm. You know, it it legitimized my uh, actions or mm. my mm. hobbies or whatever, like the yeah. con Vision, because someone actually recognized me to be a doer and yeah. asked me to come there and mm. do a service for them. I didn't get paid, mm. but, you know, like I said, I got so much out of it. Yeah. The payment would just create more pressures on me, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, man, I got to perform. Well, I mean, of course, I
0: further took steps to develop the mm. business idea and concept. Uh, I've been speaking to lawyers, patenting agents, mm. uh, been trying to find a team member actively, still looking for team members because I this needs a pretty strong team with lots of expertise. Mm. Uh, you know, further developing the business idea, doing paperwork and, and that sort of thing. Mm. But I mean, even through that, like, like you said, like when people see that you're kind of a doer, all these other sort of opportunities arise from just putting yourself out there. Yeah. And uh, I think that's one of the most crucial things that I've been doing in the last year, which has sort of ch- changed sort of my, my like sort of path. Mm. and that's just like put yourself out there and if something scares you a little bit like then
1: do it you know mm. so now i've been you know and i was so scared and i just want to say before i went to mm. ship festival i was driving to that place and i was like hey maybe i should just call them i'm sick and not yeah, up, yeah. <laughs> and not show up like seriously it was so bad but every time i went there I just felt better and better. Yeah. And I'm so happy that I did that because, you know, I have so much, so many memories of that yeah, place. Yeah, definitely. And I think the thing, like, I, like we'd agreed
0: on is, like, if it scares you a little bit, then you're, like, kind of in the right place. And, you know, now I'm, like, you know, again, like, with volunteering, like, doing things, like, for free or whatever, you know, I've been able to go to, like, seminars and, like, big seminars with like health care Mm. like like the big names in healthcare, in in the nordic countries like being sitting next to these people as a student who are making the decisions Mm. you know like i've been in seminars with with them uh and was like conferences Mm. been able to have a chance to sort of also be a host for a lot of different sort of like uh like different events events and, and this sort of thing so like you mentioned before like And I think also a lot of other people have noticed, like, from my pitches, like, I have this sort of, the way that I speak in, like, my public speaking. The way you express yourself. Yeah, I don't know what exactly it is I do, but it, of course, when I'm up there, I'm, like, nervous, Mm. like, you get that sort of, like, deep Mm. feeling in your chest, but... There's something that I'm doing that people like. Yeah. Like, but I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't, I haven't watched any of my pitching videos because yeah. like, I
1: can't stand
0: watching myself on
1: video. Tell me about it. Like <laughs> me making these videos, you know, yeah. I just watch it a couple of times and I'll put it there and just don't watch it again. Yeah. It's healthy. It's good for your mental health, man. Yeah, definitely. You. It's so
0: easy to like <laughs> zoom up on your face, but is that some shit in my mm. teeth or something? And no, I'll just delete the whole pe- thing.
1: People don't know these things, you yeah. know, in you that you don't, yeah. the way you look at yourself is not the way I'm going to look at you or any yeah, other Yeah, definitely. So, and people are more concerned about what other people are thinking about themselves
0: yeah. than what they're actually thinking about other people mm. so that's yeah that's one thing
1: you know i would say like just have a good common sense and and you know like just see how the people are reacting to and, and how what you speak you know that's mm-hmm. from my experience you know like a lot of that in a communication is like how How the dance goes, you know, like give and take or sparring. You you've been doing Brazilian jiu jitsu, so a lot of that is just reacting to the situation, and you can't ever create that situation pitch perfect. Yeah, one of the things that I like a recent idea. It's not very recent, but I think the thing is the contrast. We we were talking about the contrast in Mm -hmm. many things. Like when you're in the army and then you come to the normal life and you see the contrast. Yeah. A lot of the the ratio or or almost like, you know, appreciation comes from when you shift from contrast, you know, like, oh, wow, this is how things are. Yeah. So the contrast with communication, especially nowadays with the youngsters, Mm -hmm. I don't want to sound like a grumpy old, you know, uncle or something. Yeah. But, like, I thought our generation was awkward and we were not talking and whatnot, Mm. but this generation, the future generation, is, the communication has changed. People are more in front of the screen and it does affect, like, people almost don't know how to, like, improv. They don't know how to, like, communicate or, you know, like, how to express themselves Mm -hmm. clearly. And... People like us who have multiple cultures or we've been in a society where we know that we are slightly different, you know, whether it's Finland or Australia to you, where you have like two places and they're completely different in different ways. You have to communicate much harder, would you say? You understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Things don't make sense to you. Mm -hmm. Like I thought... I genuinely thought I was an idiot when I was like <laughs> growing up as a kid, because yeah, everyone was like reading so fast, and yeah, you know, yeah. like learning much. Like I had to always like ask, and it's like you are bothering everyone. Like hey, mm. I don't understand this word. Hey, I don't understand this word. Yeah. yeah. So and and the teacher can't give you the attention that you need because yeah. you need you have a special need because you mm. don't even understand the basic words the same way that the natives do who yeah. only hears one language at the time. Mm. So you know, I felt like I'm stupid or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. But the flip side of that is like you you get bored because you don't understand, and you have to kind of make sense. You have to kind of grind yourself through. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It can
1: make you or break you, right? Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, with the communication skills, I would say that's one of the disadvantage for us when we were growing up. Mm. Uh, At least I can speak for myself, but it turned out to be a positive for me.
0: Yeah, definitely as well. Yeah, I had a similar experience as well when, like, I moved away from Finland when I, like, I was born here, moved away when I was six, and like, uh, because in Finland you start school one year older than in the rest of the world, so people start school here when they're seven, seven, yeah, and in the rest of the world they start school when they're six, yeah, and I went to, you know. Well, it was an international school in Singapore mm. and I hadn't had been in the first grade yet. But the, I don't remember if it was the principal or, well, one of the staff there basically said, no, it's it's better that Ben is with pe- like the kids that is his own age. Mm. So I actually skipped the first grade and went straight to the second grade. And that was sort of like the first domino that sort of like, stacked onto sort of my entire schooling experience being a little bit of a struggle. Mm. Um, I was always a little bit like behind. And of course you go through that rebellious teenage, like phase and you're like, Oh fuck this. But like, Mm. you know, and you think about it and it makes sense because like I wasn't in the classroom learning my, I never was in the classroom learning my ABCs Mm. and Mm. what sort of sounds each letter make. It Mm. was just from like, okay, I had a little bit of English tutoring when I was living here growing up Mm. But then I remember, I still remember sitting <laughs> in the second grade and, you know, there was some activity to, like, write a short story. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I had never, like, really written Anything. before. yeah. And I didn't understand the concept of spaces. Mm. So I just put a line between the words. The words. Yeah. And... And I mean, it's funny, like my mom still has uh, some of my notebooks from Mm. like that time. And it's just really funny. Yeah. Like reading through and, you know, you like, you read it the way that it's written. And it's just like the grammar. Like
1: like Finnish. Finnish is written the way it's pronounced. So that's very confusing as well. Yeah, Like I don't know how to write English properly. And I don't know how how to write Finnish properly or Bengali or Arabic. So my struggle was like my parents, they speak Bengali at home mm. and they really wanted me to learn how to read and write Bengali So mm. they they have completely different alphabets. It's more like Sanskrit, right close to Indian So it's like a dialect from Sanskrit mm. um, Then we're Muslims. So, you know, we read the Quran in Arabic yeah. So I had to learn the Arabic alphabets. Yeah, and then the Finnish, right? So, you know, you're like you know now that I think about it, that's like a bit overwhelming mm. um maybe it could have been done in a different way, but I'm messed up still till to this day yeah, i yeah. like I might write something that is completely wrongly written, but then again, you know like, and I used to feel very insecure about that. I was like, yeah. oh man, I'm not sure like but you know how I deal with that. I was like, hey, I know something that other people don't know how to do it yeah. and I'm good at those stuff so yeah. it's fine to suck at something you know mm, and definitely. i don't really care if yeah. you get the message you get the message yeah, yeah. and if you judge me because of that to be a bad person then yeah. you know hey maybe we shouldn't work anyways mm. you yeah, know like <laughs> yeah. and one strategy but I'm obviously like, it's really embarrassing when you send like you know like emails and... and typos and everything yeah. it's it. uh yeah, yeah. My, my problem though is like with with
0: the phone my thumbs are clumsy and like I sort of like rush my typing so like before I like look at what I've written I'll just click enter you know because it's such a it comes so naturally yeah uh so like uh, like sometimes you know I'll write something like an entire paragraph Mm. trying to like make a point or like ask something and then I sort of like put my phone away then I open the thing again and I look at it and it's just gibberish and I'll just be like (gasps) okay Sorry, like, let me try again. And then, like, type it, like, a little bit more carefully.
1: Yeah, and I'm not really sure whether my friends have got used to that. and They don't even correct me anymore. Yeah, They yeah, just yeah. get it that I'm, like, retard or something, you know? <laughs> so, it's, it's fine. But, you know, hey, they still love me. So, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I guess it's not that but bad. To, just uh, another point, like, to do with... Uh, you were saying like to get if you don't understand something or or you need help with something, I've always found and this is a strategy that I've been doing a lot, mm. is actually people are flattered when you ask them for help. When you sort of come with a sort of a humbleness to them saying, like, hey, like, I don't really understand this or I don't know what I need to do. Mm. Like, I know that you understand how this works. Mm. Like, do you think you could like help me a little bit? People are always a little bit. You know, like, yeah, yeah. of course, I'll come and help you. And, you know, it's 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 that's how I often deal with things where where I need like a little bit of help or something. That's a
1: really good point that it's not just asking the help. It's how you ask the help. Yeah. And also, like personally, if someone asks me in the in the workplace, like how to do certain things, I'm more than uh, like more than happy to help. It's just if I have other things to do and Mm -hmm. I have to do this, then I feel slightly intimidated, like slightly annoyed but it's not to the person, it's just that I have other things to do. Yeah. But yeah. I, I still try to help and, mm. you know, try to be that person because I'm, I'm the other guy who asks all the time. Yeah. And the thing is, never give up on asking. Yeah. the moment you stop asking is the moment you stop learning.
0: Yeah. Because if
1: you don't ask, you don't learn. And mm. then, you you know, I see a lot of old people in my workplace and like our customers and I need to help them with their IT stuff mm. and I see like sometimes they feel very especially males they feel like almost like their ego hurt like yeah. they need to ask and, and I just hope that I don't become that person because mm. we all have egos and they, it's it's a weird manly thing that you need to know about gadgets. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. So, you know, sometimes they might be like, hey, I've been doing this so, so many times. And it's like, hey, have you tried to reset the phone? Because you need to reset every now and then, you yeah. know, laptops, phones, and all this stuff. Mm. And they're like, yeah, 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 I've done it. And then I do it, and it works perfectly. Yeah, yeah. And they feel very embarrassed. And I say, like, hey, it's, it's okay. You know, yeah, yeah. just remember to do that. Like, I'm not judging you. It's fine. You know, mm. it happens. It happens to us as well. And tried to make them feel better, but I don't know how much better they feel. Yeah. A foreigner guy, you know, they probably fought for the fi- for for the freedom of this country, mm. and then like this black guy come and help them with the high yeah. teas. Yeah. Um, now, so far, I haven't felt any like racism. It's fine, mm. but I wanted to ask you about nursing. You okay. know, uh, how many guys do you have in your <laughs> like? Uh, is is it like? A, like the idea that I have is like most you know it's very female dominated yeah, it area. Is. Yeah, 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 definitely. Is that the reason you got into <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I just
0: had a girlfriend. No, okay, <laughs> I see. When, when I started nursing. But the the um Yeah, nursing. Yeah, it's 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 a still is. It's becoming more popular slowly amongst males mm-hmm. and I've even seen over the last 3 years that I'm studying that Uh, every year in the English degree program more and more men have been enrolling into Mm. the nursing course because when I started there was four guys and 26 women and the second year there was like five or six guys Mm. and then the most recent there's you know it's becoming more and more like half and half wow and uh it's that's only a good thing Mm. I think uh and we need
1: equal representation. Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> but it's definitely like a, it's nursing is a it's a really important part of society because yeah. they're the ones who are covered in spit, blood, shit, pit, like piss, you know, and the ones who are like first handedly taking care of our family members. Mm. But it's so easy to forget about what they're doing, especially when they're in this sort of hospital setting. Because when people think about hospitals, the first thing that comes into mind is doctor. Mm. And of course, doctors are playing a really important role in that sort of ecosystem, but nurses are the ones who are actually the ones
1: doing the hard labor.
0: Hard labor. Mm. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's a tough gig, but it's a really broad uh industry Mm. you know you can be working in a ward special like a general ward or then you could work in a ward that's specializing in some sort of illness Mm. or certain like organ or part of the body or then you could be working in the operation room Mm. doing like pain management working with like some pretty heavy drugs Mm. you know or then you could be like an instrument nurse being the surgeon's assistant or then you could be someone who's you know, specializing in a certain technology, mm. you know, certain machine that's sort of doing a certain procedure for, for patients. So it's very, nursing in a clinical setting mm. is already very broad. Mm. But, uh, you know, studying nursing, also going back to what I was saying before, like what has broadened my perspective is that when you're studying nursing, mm you don't necessarily are restricted to working in a clinical or hospital setting. So you don't necessarily like have to be a nurse. Mm. So if you're studying nursing and once you graduate, I would like to see more people with an attitude that like, I'm not only a nurse, but I'm actually a healthcare professional. Yeah, exactly. And this is, and I, I think if schools and you know, faculties can start sort of promoting this idea. It'll sort of broaden the spectrum of what I can actually do with this degree. Mm. So I've now been with, uh, so I've been working now with a group of people mm. to launch a new society in our university. It's called Metropolitan Entrepreneurship Society. Mm. And basically we started that about, three months ago Mm. and we had our launching party just last thursday Mm. it's really really successful and i'm basically working as a community developer there Mm. and i'm going to be working as the ambassador in the healthcare fields Mm. so basically i'll be sort of assisting all the people in the healthcare fields with innovations or businesses that they want to start but the thing is that the problem in universities at the moment is that like you kind of get stuck in that bubble Mm. of okay i'm Studying healthcare, so I'm only with my class and learning about this thing. But if someone ever has a good idea, or if they sort of have an innovation that they want to work on, you can't accomplish those things if you're stuck in that bubble. Because if I have like a new technology Mm. that I want to develop, a nurse can't build me something. Mm. I need to go to the engineering faculty Mm. and speak to them, pitch my idea, and then they. Can take their profession, put them together to actually like build a product. Yeah, cross would... platform, almost like basically, and that's basically what we're trying to accomplish in Metropolia Entrepreneurship mm. Society. Because so that's where the innovation is. Yeah, Cause... exactly. Mm. We're trying to build this uh, more innovative and entrepreneurial culture in, in the in the in the school by uh, di- uh, by um, bringing like-minded
1: people together where they from different fields from different fields. so what are the fields that you have so you have the healthcare
0: so there is healthcare then there's engineering Mm. then there's business Mm. and then there's it Mm. i mean that's the very broadest sort of umbrellas that there are but then you know like business there's like business logistics or
1: management marketing oh sorry
0: and then of course there's uh the cultural field
1: yeah i used to be in the same university And I used to be in the IT department, but I took a lot of the business uh, classes, you know, uh, about logistics and, uh, you know, managing projects and whatnot. Part of the reason was because I was running an NGO, uh, youth NGO. So I could see like, okay, here are some theories and some tools and I could actually, imply, you know, implement them in something. And it was... um, Yeah, I found it very like. uh, I found my interest to lean towards the businesses. But that's good that you did that because a lot of people aren't doing that.
0: Yeah. And it's basically, we want to promote that sort of culture Mm. going on. And it's also just to be able to, because a lot of student associations, they're very focused on parties. Mm. And of course, that's good. You know, (laughs) like. You need to have downtime or whatever. Yeah. But we want to sort of have a similar thing but in a more sort of professional setting. Of course, we're going to have fun and all that sort of mm. stuff. But it's it's about sort of developing the connections to make certain business ideas or innovations possible in the future by sort of combining different
1: skills that mm. students have. And, and it's it's about the quality time because quality time doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be drunk, right? Yeah, Because, yeah. you know, like... Uh, like to you, the people like you who like to work hard and exercise their mind almost mm. different possibilities, you you would find more out of this kind of sessions than just, you know, just drinking and like, yeah, hey, would that be a good idea doing something dumb? Yeah. I'm not saying that everyone who drinks does dumb things, yeah. but I'm saying like, like you said it, you know, mm. it should be focusing on how students can, you know, make most out of their university studies. Yeah, yeah, you know. definitely. And and one thing, one of my the guys,
0: the guy who's sort of the visionary of we, because there has been a Metropolitan Entrepreneurship Society, it went down. So the the visionary who sort of um, got us all together to mm. make make this to thing relaunch happened, it basically, yeah. uh, he has put this in a very like good perspective which i i really like his sort of like metaphor or mm. whatever how he sort of put it and he said you know in like in all these different industries mm. you know there is if you if you consider that an industry is like a machine mm. and then there's the workers the casual workers the people who are grinding and stuff like mm. that uh and there's the gears mm. Do you want to be a gear that is part of the machine or do you want to be the one who's actually designing that machine? Both people are, or like, you know, be the team that's designing the machine. Both aspects are very crucial because Mm. I mean, without the engineer or the one who's designing the machine, there is no machine. And without no no machine, there is nothing to be sort of worked on or fixed. Mm. So it's important for people to sort of like self-reflect and think like, okay, Who do I want to be? Do I want to be the one who's just like grinding there and doing my role to make this thing smooth float, like works like smoothly? Or do I want to be the one who sort of thinks like, okay, I see a little bit of a problem here. So let's replace that with this or like, let's add some oils there. So it's like, this is like working a little bit better. Mm. So like both, both are very
1: important. Yeah, both both have very important role in this ecosystem. And I think we can both say that we belong into that second category that hey, this works, but it needs some fixing. Like we ran out of the camera material, so I need some fixing with that. Sorry about that guys. We'll we'll fix it in the next clip. So yeah, <laughs> this is a good example for this. <laughs> and we are back. Sorry guys about the Technical issue that we had, you know, in life nothing goes perfectly, but yeah. then you have to recalibrate it. You yeah, know? that's that's just uh, how it is. But hey, we were talking about the Entrepreneur Society, and yeah. that you guys do other things and more mm-hmm. productive things than just you know having awesome parties, which you guys also do. Mm. Um, how how would you describe? Because when I was in the university. And I was in the Metropolitan University. Mm. uh, And I didn't get myself involved to this stuff. Yeah. Because it was mostly about drinking and having a drinking party. And, you know, hey, let's have a party and everyone dresses like this. And let's have a party. And, uh, you know, and uh, personally, I don't drink. So I didn't find like there was anything that I could get out of it. And also I felt like we had like these assemblies, like everyone had to come and listen to these uh, institutions institutions or unions, almost like engineering unions or healthcare unions and and blah, 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 which were very informative. But I wish they could, you know, I wish they could do something like that. You know, like let's come together, have some nice food and, you know, sit down, get to know each other and get to know the worries of, different faculties you know yeah. or or the concerns or or where there needs to be an improvement and then that's how you find different innovations yeah so um does all uh, metropolia metropolia es mm-hmm. Entrepreneur society uh what's the goal for this year is this the first year that they're yeah so this is basically the first year
0: and we like officially launched just uh two days ago mm. and basically we have created a alliance with Laura ES and Hargahela ES known as XES. Mm. And we're going to work in a sort of partnership to mm. sort of be able to have a larger reach to students and not only students, but this is also welcome for people from outside. Mm. They don't have to be part of this uh the um, uh, educational like they don't have to be students basically yeah so anyone is welcome to come and join in our activities and, and all this sort of stuff because our, our whole goal is to sort of connect students or people with companies mm. or employment
1: opportunities innovation projects all this sort of stuff i'm really interested and i'm yeah. just thinking that does Metropolis still have like the media thing? Because um, I'm interested in photo shoots and stuff like that. Do you like, have like to, to study? N- uh, not to study, but to get to know the guys who are studying the media so I can yeah. learn from them. I hate to be in the classroom. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm that kind of a guy that I like to listen. Okay, this yeah. is how you do it. Someone shows it to me. and yeah. But anyway, to hang out with them and to know about the industry yeah, more.
0: Yeah. Well, for example, like, you know, if we're having uh, an event and we know that there's going to be some media people there. Then, mm. like I was, like I was, shoot yeah, you a message, me and you're welcome night. to come to our event or anything like that. And yeah, then you for sure. You can sort of learn more, or if you have a project that you're interested in doing, you mm-hmm. can always like bring those students on board and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah. know, like this. This is kind of like what we're trying to yeah, trying to do. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but basically, the main goal for this this uh, yeah. year is to have a strong network and, n- network, but like have a sort of just develop Mm. we need to sort of first of all let the ecosystem know that we exist Mm. start helping students and sort of like connecting them and pointing them in the right direction sort of develop a um like following Mm. so we need to sort of have actives Mm. and we need to sort of have you know a good solid vision of what we want to do in the next sort of three years Mm. and how and also understand what is our place when we're sort of working in collaboration with laura es and XES. Mm -hmm. so you know we've been just sort of casually chatting about the potential things that we can do and Mm -hmm. there are some really awesome ideas that we're we're thinking about doing Um, big projects that would sort of bring a little bit more attention to universities of applied sciences because Mm -hmm. you know uh we have such great facilities in our universities and mm. we have such great knowledge coming from these facilities mm. but why is all the attention always going mm. to like Helsinki not saying like there's anything wrong with it mm. but like the, all the attention is always like oh look at all this great stuff coming from like Helsinki University or all the the university but yeah. the thing is why can't universities
1: of applied sciences be doing
0: like the same thing as well
1: yeah and I've been with the Alta Entrepreneur Society, not in the top level, but mm. just as a volunteer, because my brother studies in Alta yeah. in Chemical Sciences, and my cousin, a couple of my cousins as well, so I've been volunteer from there, and it's you know it's awesome, and I've been it w- it was really refreshing to be with the young people who are active, and like you said, why don't we have in like uh, Applied Sciences yeah. universities, is the same kind of you know culture yeah. the same kind of vibe yeah. but I think it's
0: like to do with again because I'm working as a community developer mm. it's sort of being able to take all the teachers lecturers together as well mm. and saying like hey this is our vision like please be part of our vision mm. and that'll then sort of like plant a seed in their mind mm. and if you know maybe they have a student who has like a good idea or innovation, Mm. well, then they come to us and say like, Hey, I have this great student who has this great idea. Maybe you can sort of like help them move forwards with this. Like, or do you know people that they can connect with to sort of like further develop this? So in in that sort of, in that sort of way, like that's kind of what we want to be able to do this, this, this year.
1: Uh, I wish I would have this kind of thing happening when I was there. But hey, I'm I'm really happy and proud for you guys yeah, and thanks. and if there's anything I can do for you guys, you know, let me know. Definitely. Like what what they call uh, th- um, so if a student graduates from institution, mm. there's a word for that. Uh graduate. Al- alumni. Alu- alumni? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as a whatever that word is, mm. you know, um, loyal to you guys. Cool. <laughs> 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 um but hey, um we were talking about this nursing thing right yeah and a couple of days like a week ago i was talking to my friend and Mm. and we were discussing some of the political issues we we have a lot of political discussions it's not like we are in the politics but we like to talk about it yeah because then you don't have to take any responsibility when you are not in there but anyway so we were talking about this nursing crisis that finland is facing yeah uh first question like okay let me explain the way i understood so we are having some uh, crises or lack of workers nurses mm-hmm. yeah. in especially in elderly care yeah i don't know about the other fields mm-hmm. and also i w- wanted to ask that is this just this phenomenon just in finland or is it worldwide or europe wide or mm-hmm. us wide mm-hmm. you know Explain, elaborate, because you're in the field, maybe you know a bit more than I do about this. I'm not sure about
0: worldwide, Mm. but at least I know that there are staff shortages in a lot of countries regarding nursing. So like, for example, in Finland and also in Australia, the the problem is that sort of um, the uh, interest in the field is declining because nurses aren't being sort of given the respect in society that I think that they deserve. And in and the
1: workload is really hard. So yeah. if you don't even get the respect, then yeah. why bother?
0: So basically what's going on in Finland at the moment is like, yeah, there's a sh- shortage of nurses. Um, and especially, like you said, in geriatric and the elderly care. And that's a problem because our population is growing. Mm. So who's going to look after these people? Mm. Now a lot of people are losing incentive and interest to start nursing in the first place because it's not paying well. Mm. Uh, You know, like there's that lack of respect Mm. and there needs to be a sort of cultural shift, you know, and sort of a mindset needs to be changed about this. And it starts with basically something as simple as raising salaries Mm. (laughs) because at the moment, Finnish nurses are not getting paid enough. Mm. So they can go to Sweden and get they paid double mm. or they can go to Norway and get paid or Dubai month. where they can get really exactly. well. And me, for example, why would I stay here and get paid so little when I can get paid double like next door? Mm. right? Mm. And how do we sort of portray this message to the politicians mm. and say like, hey, Yeah, there's a shortage of nurses and you need to understand that, you know, when you're old and retired, there's not going to be the quality and the amount of care that you need. Mm. So these people are kind of like biting themselves in the asses Mm. because they're the ones who are going to be in the sort of old care wards Mm. and not getting the treatment that they need. Mm. So there is a shortage and nurses as well are being and because of that. Nurses are being overworked, mm. and you know, burnt out, and people are burning out. They're leaving the like sort of industry like altogether. It's pretty. It's
1: it's not looking good. Mm. <laughs> yeah, mm. and, and burnout is like. Here's the thing. Yeah, you you can overwork someone for a week. Mm. Let's say a month let's say yeah. like 6 months yeah but there will come a stop to it yeah and once the stop comes then you have to recruit a new guy yeah like who is winning in the end of the day nobody yeah. is winning the guy who is in the guy who is burnt out doesn't like that he's not feeling well yeah the empl- uh, the employer is not feeling well cuz he has to like put extra resources to yeah. get a new you know recruit teach the recruit you know about even if Mm. the recruit knows about nursing but they need to like learn the house rules yeah this is how we do things yeah these are our routines yeah
0: and 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 the problem is as well at the moment because it starts sort of at the beginning yeah and basically one thing and i've been also sort of i've gathered a bunch of students and sort of said like hey let's Mm. sort of start making noise about this like let's start a movement about this issue Mm is that uh, healthcare uh, students are the only ones who don't get paid for internships. Mm. And in fact, the schools are paying hospitals to have the students there. Mm. So, I'm, for example, I'm going to an internship starting on Monday, Mm. and I won't have the opportunity to work during my spare time because I'm working already 40 Mm. hours a week, Mm. and... I'll be in a different city because there's a lack of sort of placements. Mm. So it's going to be really hard for me to be working on the weekends to sort of be able to pay my bills and my groceries and all that sort of stuff. So by the end of my internship, I've burnt holes in my pockets. Mm. Whereas my college student who's studying business is getting paid a thousand euros a month mm. to go work in a company. Mm. So the, the issue here is not that they're getting paid well so the issue is not that like we're not getting paid the issue is that they're getting
1: paid but we're not Mm. the hospitals are getting paid and the money is going to you know
0: yeah and and the thing is like hey like can you just pay for my food can Mm. you just pay for my transport so i can get Mm. there Mm. can i get like you know five bucks a day spending Mm. money we're not it's not it's not much that Mm. like we sort of need i mean finland already has a really good support sort of services mm. but the thing is why should i have to burn throughout all my savings everything that i've been working for like mm. in the last six months that i've been collecting mm. for it to all be burnt away in five or six weeks mm. and then you know people working in the cultural field or business or engineering are getting paid mm. so i think it's just
1: to do with fairness mm. you know how do you think like so you started this movement or it's where just yeah we've just had one meeting and yeah we've sort of just well, gathered people who are interested in sort of moving forwards with it yeah but it's really important cause and you know like i said throughout the whole thing that if there is anything i can help you with that you know yeah. like a material to ra- raise awareness or yeah for sure you know i think uh, it's a real issue that we need to face and mm. it's funny that we human beings one of the thing that makes us human is that we can conceptualize the future yeah in the past, and we can learn from the past and we can learn from other people's past and you know mm. uh, work use it in a, in our future, but somehow we're you know acting like animals mm. that we just live at the moment and we don't yeah. think about the future like, yeah. hey, I'm gonna probably be in that place or mm. you know have to use services by the nurse. Yeah. Uh, Throughout my life, Mm. because you know, you don't get doctors right away. You get nurse first, and then this nurse most probably is gonna do like big chunk of the whole thing. Doctors have like, they do very important things. I'm not like downplaying on doctors, but what I'm saying is like, you know, if you don't have nurses, then the doctors would have to do the things that the nurses are doing, and and they don't have time to be with as many patients that they
0: need. Exactly. And doctors'
1: because... hours cost more than nurses for yeah. certain reasons. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a mm. thing that we need to solve. Yeah. And
0: but you... yeah. So basically what I was saying, like it starts from the beginning and it starts with the education. So it's been this for this now for so long. Mm. And then we go into an industry where we're already being underpaid. Mm. And also because nurses need to swear an oath. Mm. They're not allowed to protest or go on strike because if people go on strike mm. or protest, people die. Mm. So there's this really, there's this huge sort of... So you're being cornered issue. from here and there. Yeah. Like
1: checkmate, you can't like move, and, you're like, and okay. The, <laughs> and the thing is because,
0: I mean, inherently people study nursing because they want to help people. Yeah, right? of course, it's a calling. Yeah, it is It is. It is kind of a calling. But And the thing is like, of course we want to help people. But the thing is, like, how can I help people if I can't even, like, support my family? How can I help people when I need help myself? Exactly. (laughs) And I'm being overworked and burning out. Yeah. So the thing is that um, at any one time, from what I've understood, in Helsinki Healthcare District, there's at least 2,000 nurses working in hospitals. Mm. Or I think it was nationwide or something like that. Mm. It's illegal for nurses to go on strike, but there's nothing saying that's illegal for students to go on strike. And you can think if you take two thousand students away from the hospitals in one day, that's gonna like make a pretty huge impact. We're like planning a evil yeah, plan no. here. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like we hold so much power. Mm. Like I said, if we don't work, people die. Yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah. that's why we can't go on strike because yeah. inherently we want to help these people. This needs to be addressed in the correct form. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes the. You know, the only way you get hurt is when you really do something radical. Yeah. And, you
0: know, we want to find a way where we can sort of betray this message Mm. to say, like, it stops now. Mm. You need to not only start supporting our students, but you need to support our, like, brothers and sisters who are working in the ward, Mm. who are not being sort of given their common decency and respect that they should be getting. Mm. Because at the end of the
1: day it's the people and society who's going to suffer in the end mm. and there is a many kind of, like there's a lot of different ways to support the nurses it can be financially mm. it can be like create more workshops and different kind of activities yeah. where they can relieve their stresses and they feel like they're ready for the next day you know whatever the solution is but yeah. the thing is this needs to be Tackled. We can't yeah. just be quite, sh- you know, yeah, shush exactly. about it.
0: And it's, it's been going on on for too long. But, you know, Finland is a, is a country where they want to support everybody. Mm. And, of course, the issue here is that there probably well is a lack of money. So rather than being able to sort of just put money somewhere, it means like they have to take money from somewhere else and then put it somewhere there. So and also what I've been noticing in Finland is like there's being this... You know, there's always this, Mm. like, global sort of uh, news about Finland. You Mm. know, we just have a prime minister, youngest female prime minister in the world. We have free child education, all this sort of stuff. Mm. People, I remember when I was living in uh, Australia, they Mm. were always saying, oh, how great the Finnish education system is. And uh, Mm. we're so, oh, wow.
1: Mm. Top of the world. Yeah, basically.
0: Mm. But, you know, uh, so it's going to bring a lot of, international people to come move here mm. and with more people coming here, that means more business are going to be made, more money is going to be available for the government through taxes. So mm. there also needs to be a movement that like, Hey, we need to bring more people here. Mm. You know, we, so that's something that as well, like I would like to see because it's beneficial culturally, economically, and then it's, the there's government a lot of people themselves. who
1: disagrees with that and wants to close the borders. That's, <laughs> <You that's laughs> yeah, It is what it is. Yeah so we had a good chat this is my first 2020 podcast for the decade yeah as well let's do it uh, and it's first of uh, January, February yeah, first of February as well so um, what were your plans for this year like New Year's resolutions and New stuff Year's things?
0: resolutions uh, one was and we also spoke about this off camera, mm-hmm. was like less social media more sort of something valuable like
1: more offline life yeah less like less like online reading. life.
0: <laughs> reading or audiobooks or something mm. trying to sort of like learn learn everything you know other than that you know finish my studies mm. I'm currently also writing my thesis mm. for at school get that done uh, but also you know just keep putting myself out there the thing is I c- it's so difficult to say exactly what I want to get through that but it's just like continue to put yourself out there because you never know what sort of opportunities like come come past you that you can just be like, oh, okay, yeah, like I'll jump on board with this, you know, and um, just find different platforms where I can sort of, and I've been using platforms thus far, sort of like saying, okay, like, this is what I'm a professional in. There's like these platforms where you can sort of advertise yourself to startups, mm-hmm. for example. Patreon. <laughs> Yeah, like for example, and uh, I mean, I had a guy uh, message me last week and he's sort of like uh, developing a new product and he sort of needs someone with a healthcare perspective to jump on board. Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing's confirmed yet, but just like, Mm -hmm. like this is something that could become something, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's just about putting myself out there and doing things like this,
1: Mm -hmm. trying to connect people. And It's really cool that you you know reached out to me. Uh, I had like a plan to reach out to you as well Mm. and to a lot of other guys in Shipstarter Festival so if any Shipster is watching this you know make sure you you know leave me a DM or something we can make this happen because you know I really connected with the people and the environment was awesome and I really thank you for taking your time and you know reaching out to me because I know you, you're super busy, so I don't mm. want to bother people at yeah. the same time. And like you said, you never know unless you try. Yeah. You never know where you can reach. And most of the time it's just showing up. Showing up to the workplace, showing up, you know, sending that email. And, yeah. you know, putting your clothes on and going to the school. Mm. Taking the hours, hours out. Uh, my plan for 2020 is to do editing and media for for living so I can mm. invest myself fully and get the 10,000 hours to be an expert. On this yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Nice. And uh, overall the goal is to live a life where I do what I like. Thank you Ben for coming to this podcast. I really appreciate it and I uh, hope to see you soon in some of the vlogs. We've been uh, planning to make some interesting vlogs together and last but not least, I gotta thank my man, Roos, for making all the awesome beats. Go and check him out. Follow him on Instagram and YouTube and SoundCloud. You can hear all of his beats there. For now, stay blessed and see you in the next Convision podcast. Check it out.